Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to episode 18? Is it 18, Rob? Uh, I think it is, Dave. I think it is. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of our video game nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. The podcast in which we pick a N important release during this week in gaming history, and we make up topics around it. However, this week is going to be a little different uh, because it's the end of the year, and we are here to celebrate. There's a lot to celebrate in 2020, huh? Eh? Eh? Yeah, that there is. Eh? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think those words were uttered by anyone. 2020, 2020, 2020 will go down. Wait, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to say 2020 is the dumpster fire of, of years, but we don't know what the future brings, and we could have other dumpster fires. So, Well, it's still a dumpster fire nonetheless. Very true. Even if there's another one that's just as bad, if not worse, it doesn't take away from the dumpster fireness that is 2020. So, Rob, I skipped your introduction. How about you do your introduction this week? Hi there. I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm the co-host here, and Dave sometimes forgets about me. So, this time, I'm going to say hi. Here I am. Hope everyone's doing well today. <laughs> right on. Right on. Rob, I, I, I believe you got the same email because we all got the same email. But, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we were sitting down deciding to do figure out what we wanted to do for the end of the year, we all got emails from Nintendo uh, that was basically your Nintendo Switch year in review. Do you recall getting that email? Negative. You did not get the Switch in review email. I very well might have, but just kind of boop. Popped it away. Well, well, they send it to us every year. And it's basically... So, the premise behind that email is it shows you your hours played and what games you played and all the stuff like that. Now, on the Xbox and the PlayStation, because the way achievements and trophies and, and on Steam, where we spend most of our time, you know, it always shows the hours. So that stuff is always right in front of you. But it's not on the Switch. And so Switch sends you... Uh, kindly a, a year in review email and so i thought it'd be fun for us going into the end of the year since everyone's going to be getting this on new year's eve if they're listening on the day it comes out or or just in the beginning of the year new year for us to do a year in review sounds like a fun time to me dave <laughs> well you know 2020 wasn't the worst thing we're here in episode 18 which means we've been doing this for 18 weeks. And that means that we started this podcast in 2020. I mean, let's be honest, this podcast for me was one of my pandemic projects. And I mean, it's been going solid now for a number of months, so it can't be all bad. No, I would have to agree. So let's go back to the beginning of the year. I mean, there, you know, we were all put under lockdown. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was a pretty glorious time for video games. I didn't have anything else to do. I got stuff accomplished. You were working from home, though, weren't you? Yes, I was. I did not really get that uh, break off from work. I was working from home, and you know, even now, I'm still continuing working from home when I'm able. 
Yeah, see, I unfortunately had to make a career change through all this, and uh, I had some time to myself in between, and it was a good time for video games. So, yeah. Well, let's start out with the email, the Switch. Did you have the pleasure of playing your Switch this year? Uh, yes, I have, and actually, although I did not recall getting the email, I am currently looking at my 2020 review. Okay, so how does your Switch review look like? What what kind of time did you put on the Nintendo Switch this year? Well, I'll put it in perspective of 19 versus 20, because even though I was working from home, being that I didn't have the roughly hour and a half commute every day, it did give me a little more time to sit down and relax with my games. So last year in 2019, for the Switch only, I had played apparently five different games, totaling 19 hours. Very unimpressive, if you ask me. I mean, I have 200 hours alone in most of my Pokemon games, so 19 hours for five games? Pretty dismal. That's kind of weird. Last year, it said that I only had 14 hours on my Switch, and I thought that was kind of bizarre, too. Now I got my Switch in 2019, and I got it for Black Friday, but I still would like to believe that from getting it around Black Friday to the end of the year, I played more than 19 or 14 or however many hours I just said. I'm old. I forget things in mid-sentence. I promise. Yeah, I feel it might not have captured all of the playtime for some reason. Maybe that's only when connected to the computer because I know Super Mario Odyssey, I swore that I put a ton of time into during car trips. But, you know, I suppose the game might not take that long to beat, even if you're relatively new to the game. But, anywho, back to our topic at hand. In 2020, I actually had played seven games and logged a total of 78 hours on the Nintendo Switch. Nice. Very nice. I am in 128-hour range, I believe. I don't have the email in front of me, but it was in 120 hours. Uh, I will tell you that one of my early pandemic uh, successes was that I finally got around to playing Breath of the Wild, which is something I had bought with my Switch and just played a little bit and got, I guess, overwhelmed by it, put it down, and didn't pick it up again until early this year when I just played barreled through it. Had I had the time and patience, you know what I mean? So Absolutely, and that actually was one of the games that I did put quite a few hours into in 2020 as well. Very phenomenal game. Um, also, a few of the other ones were Pokemon Sword and, of course, the hit during the start of the pandemic, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, I know. I, I, You know, it's funny. I got Animal Crossing. I was so excited for it. It was a birthday present. You know, it came out a little bit after my birthday, but it was bought for me for my birthday. So I got it on day one, like digitally, like most of us. And I was hooked for like two weeks and then it just kind of... Most Animal Crossings are like that. Like, I'll play it hardcore for two or three weeks, and then I put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up thing. And that's kind of where it is for me now. Like, I'll have an hour here or there and just pick it up, or 20 minutes to just run around and do things. But I definitely, uh, admittedly, haven't put the time into my island that I wish I would. And funny enough, because it was my wife who got me Animal Crossing for Christmas, or for my birthday, rather. Sorry, I just said my birthday. It is my birthday. Because it's my wife, and she knows I haven't put as much time into the game as I probably hyped it up to, like I should have put into because of all the hype. We were, 
how put we were literally before we got onto this podcast we were watching i was watching youtube videos in the living room best of 2020 and multiplayer the one that got voted one of them was animal crossing and she goes oh well i bought that for you and you never play it anymore (laughs) every single time animal crossing comes up you don't play that oh there's the one that dave wanted he never plays so i i get a lot of flack about the lack of time that I put into Animal Crossing and should probably rectify that. Yeah, I get the same amount of flack from Olivia on that one, so I completely understand what you're where you're coming from with that. But, you know, there's so many games. So many games. And that's the thing. In the beginning, it was really good for me being able to take the time to finish games. Uh, I think right off the bat, I was able to play through the puzzle game The Witness. I played through uh, uh, Old Man's Journey, a little game. I played a ton of Dead Cells. I beat A Plague Tale Innocence. I played through Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I played through Moonlighter. I played through both Ori's at the beginning of this year. We played through Jedi Fallen Order. It was just, there was a period of time when I was just knocking the games out. I beat Halo 5, finally. I hadn't done that before this year. Hmm. I I don't know why. Yeah, it was just a good game for for knocking things out of the way. You know, I I have uh, a huge backlog, a huge backlog. I think you probably have a huge backlog too. Uh and it 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 got shrunk by at least a handful of games. You know, that's nice. Well, hey, progress is always progress. Uh and that I mean, that was just my Xbox. What did I get through on on my PlayStation? I think I finished Horizon last year. I don't know what I got through on my PlayStation this year. I know I started a ton of games. I finished Until Dawn, finally. That one was interesting. I actually just finished that like a week ago. (laughs) Nice. Well, hey, you still got it done. I know, I know. But as we got into the middle of the game, I wasn't playing a lot of single-player games. Uh, For the longest time, I didn't do a lot of multiplayer, but as we all were sitting home and and it became easier to meet up and actually play games, I found myself gravitating back to multiplayer more than before, and and in particular, got back into Rocket League, and that kind of consumed everything, didn't it? Uh, yes, Rocket League has a tendency to do that. What other gems did we find this year? I know I, I haven't even got into our PC collection, which is where you and I uh, interact a lot. We play games two, three, if not more times a week. That's probably the best thing to come out of this pandemic. You know that, right? Absolutely. We, we've spent more time hanging out and playing games together this year than past few years probably put together. I'm glad for that. I'm I think that this has been a good year for us as as friends. Does that make sense? I I would have to agree, Dave. It definitely makes a lot of sense and you know, I'd feel same sentiment. Good. So, back to the PC question because that's probably as sappy as we're going to get today. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> um we've knocked out we've we've had our our fair share of PC fun this year. How do we? How, what did we start out the year with? Seven Days to Die was that the one? 
Yep, Seven Days to Die was one of the early ones on this year. We uh, started up our server on that one and did quite a few hours into it. Uh, got to learn a lot about the game. Uh, you know, it's still early version. They're still releasing alpha version. I believe they're on like 17 or something at this point, or 19. And, you know, I'm excited to see where the game goes. It was phenomenal when we started playing it, and I'm sure it's only going to get better from there on out. Yeah, we haven't played it for a few a few releases, but we had a lot of fun. I built a mansion. I wonder if my mansion's still there. That thing was pretty sweet. You built I'm a, sure it will be. You built a mansion, too. That we did. We built a pretty nice home not too far from yours. What else did we do? Game-wise, what else did we end up playing this year? I mean, I look... I think our game time has been consumed by Rocket League very much, but there have been other games that we've, excuse me, there have been other games that we've managed to play. Absolutely uh, agree. Uh, we I did get you Elite Dangerous, which you've recently started playing, although that one's a little iffy because we haven't done any together yet. Well, that's the other thing. I just got done building a new a new PC, and there were a lot of games that, it had been 10 years since I built a computer, so there were lots of games that, well, I could play them. I couldn't play them that well. The computer couldn't handle them that well, which really hampered my ability to enjoy the games. And so I, I had to put a lot of games to the wayside as the year progressed, and now I don't. I have a lot more games I can look forward to. You know what I mean? That is true. Very true. Uh, a couple other games that you and I had done together, uh, most recently on our list of games, with the update having just dropped around a couple weeks before Christmas, was Grand Theft Auto Five. Very true. We did play that. You guys have been trying to get me back into that. We did the we did a casino heist, which was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I will totally admit because you weren't around when I did it. I bought Red Dead Online. I haven't played it yet, but I bought Red Dead Online. Nice. I am a very big fan of Red Dead Redemption. I get a huge kick out of it, and I've heard that Red Dead Online is incredibly grindy, but I feel like Grand Theft Auto Online was grindy too, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's grindy too, and that it'll be okay for me. Plus, the nice thing about Red Dead, and I again, I haven't played online, but it's 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 a world that it's very easy to just kind of get lost in and go like hunting and fishing, and We've talked about the fact that there are games in my life I need like that. Like lately for me, it's been No Man's Sky, where it's not an exciting game. It's just a chill. It's like my version of a chill hop YouTube video. You know, it's my game to just kind of get lost in and do things and not have to interact or think or anything like that. Does that that make sense? Absolutely, Dave. And, you know, you hit it on the head right there. Another great game that we've been playing together is No Man's Sky. Very true. Yeah. You know, No Man's Sky won a lot of awards. I, I mean, the freaking video I was just watching gave it, you know, best ongoing game. We saw that it won that in the other game awards throughout the year. It, it's been getting a lot of accolades recently, which is really nice. I, I mean, everyone knows the story of No Man's Sky. If you don't, we may do an episode on it you know, someday talking about then and now, but uh, it's a, it's a really impressive game. 
That it is. And, you know, on a similar note to the games where you don't have to do a whole lot of thinking, although there is quite a lot of planning involved, would be the pre-launch of Satisfactory. Yeah, I've had that for a while. You you picked that up in the middle of quarantine. That's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, they're adding to it every day. Or I shouldn't say every day. They're adding to it very often. And each new content that comes out has just been a, a great change. And even though there are obviously bugs being a, a beta game at this point, or it might even still be alpha, it's still phenomenal. I mean, there's so much you can do. And for people who enjoy building and, and optimization of systems, it's uh, definitely something to look into. What else have we tackled this year? There there have been games we flirted with. Didn't you play Green Hell for a short while? I did do Green Hell, although I was playing that with a friend, and both the friends kind of stopped playing. And it's one of those ones that I enjoyed, but not enough to play by myself. So that one, unfortunately, kind of fell off to the wayside. I have done quite a bit with Dungeon Defenders 2 again this year. Uh, That's right. That game comes around every once in a while. I don't know what it is, but it's one of the first games I ever got to play with you, Dave. And, you know, even though this is the second installment of it, it's still a lot of fun. The series is one of those ones where, you know, it can get tough. It can get overwhelming. But for the most part, it's it's just kind of chillax. You build your character up right. You plan your defenses and you just defend your stuff. Trying to think of some some other games that we we tackled this year. I, I don't know. I flirted with a ton of stuff. I played Crusader Kings a little bit, Spirit Fair. I started Doom Eternal. We played Fori- or Horizon. That's what I'm going to call it now, Horizon 4. Hmm. <laughs> we played some Forza Horizon this year. Yes, that we did. Uh, you joined me and my friends as we were going through our... I can't even think of it. My friends know the game much better than I have, but basically the cars that are released every so often, we were going through collecting those, and uh, you had joined along with us for some of that, which was a lot of fun. Um, Would love to get my sim set up built for that, but unfortunately no space. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did a little bit of Deep Rock Galactic. That was interesting. Very interesting game. You yes. did you did uh, Snowrunner. That was one of your early pandemic ones, wasn't it? Yep, that it was, Snowrunner. And uh, recently got back into playing that one. And, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun for a driving simulator. It's a lot more challenging than your normal just drive along. You actually have to worry about different conditions, different road types, uh, actually rolling your vehicle and not being able to get it back in the same area. It's... Uh, definitely a lot of in uh, it's very involved game about the time you were doing that is when i was playing man eater the the shark game which was one of my hidden gems for the year i i i wouldn't have thought that a game about being a shark that eats everything would be a lot of fun but somehow they managed to turn it into a a fun game I, 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 yeah they managed to turn it a fun game. I actually 100% that one on achievement. It's one of the few games this year I, I I did that with. I mean, come on, Dave. Didn't you enjoy playing the Feeding Frenzy games years ago? I did actually enjoy the Feeding Frenzy game. I, yeah, I did enjoy the Feeding Frenzy game. So naturally, Maneater would be a lot of fun if you enjoyed those. Yeah, probably. You're probably right about that. What else? 
What else did we tackle? We flirted through... I mean, Siege popped back into the radar this year. Yet with the release of the new season, I have gotten heavily back into Rainbow Six, and uh, I started playing with a few other friends. And, you know, I tried to get you into it, and I know it's not really your style of game, but uh, for the competitive side of me, getting away from Rocket League, getting more into the shooters, like where I originally got started with video games, it's been a lot of fun. And to that end, Recently, you reached out to me asking about a wipe in a new game that's been out for a couple years, still definitely in early development, though. And that would be the current popular uh, number one streamed game on Twitch, Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, absolutely. And that one, for those that don't know, is a very hardcore shooter. And for those that do know, it's a ton of fun. I wasn't really crazy about it because I was definitely one of the people with gear fear. But more and more as I've learned the game and played with people, it's definitely one of those ones you just got to get in, learn it, and play it. You know, you're going to have that gear fear. You're going to lose gear, but it's just pixels on a screen. You go in, you grab another gun, and hope the next round goes better. I'm looking at, I just sorted my Steam collection by last played, and I'm looking at all the games that we played. I played Half-Life 2 in anticipation of our uh, episode on it. Um. I played through Far Cry 4 with a friend, played through some of Far Cry 5 with a friend, and we played Phasmophobia. That was another one of the multiplayer games I was looking for. We we played a bunch of Phasmophobia. Absolutely. That is one that you have quite a few hours into. Earlier in the year, we had done some Wreckfest. That was a ton of fun. Yeah. You know, just kind of driving around in these fun demolition derby tracks and smashing into everything you can. Looks like I played a little bit of the Council. I tried to play The Witcher. I've started The Witcher so many times at this point. I'm in the middle of it. I don't know if I'll ever finish the. It's the third Witcher. I've played through the first two. I played Rise of Industry. We played some Ark. Uh, I actually have a a little bit of time into that. I don't know if I ever ended up joining you guys. You guys played a lot, but I have a little bit of time. So, yes, Ark is one of my more play games with my PC version, not including the hours I put into Xbox, but my PC version alone is near 500 hours. Most of that, if not all, was during the pandemic. I spent many a nights online with some friends and went to town. Nice. Thanks to a YouTube channel we both watch called Let's Game It Out, I played through some hours in a game called Hydroneer. So that was that was something. Uh, apparently, it was in the middle of a like strategy phase because our simulation because I put some time into Two Point Hospital and Planet Coaster earlier this year. When pandemic started, I did some Jackbox Party Pack, and I tried to play through some more Prey and some Metro Last Light. So there you go. Early on for me, it looks like I put quite a few hours, and I, by that I mean about two hundred into Farming Simulator. 19. Nice, along the same lines, right? It looks like right in be- like towards the end of February, I started playing Stardew Valley again, and I, 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 yeah, I need to pick that up again. Oh, and the forest, I played some of the forest this year, and then I bought it and I played an hour, which is disappointing to me because I really loved the first one. I bought the Subnautica Below Zero because I I love Subnautica. I mean, honestly, Subnautica has been one of my favorite survival games in the past few years. The only thing I'm, I've ever disappointed about Subnautica, which is something a lot of people are, is that it's only a single-player game. I get it. It's a game that may lose some of its 
draw if it's multiplayer because part of what makes Subnautica so special is the constant feeling of isolation you get being so deep down in the ocean where it's just pitch black and you can't see anything and 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 the places that you go through and end up and and you may lose that but uh yeah i bought the second subnautica and i only played an hour of it but then again they've updated it since then with a new story a new everything and now it's rounding if it did it might have just come out of early access and now it's complete and at the time it wasn't so you know absolutely so a lot of a lot of gaming this year a lot of gaming this year <laughs> that there was dave there was definitely a lot going on this year and you know even with the craziness in the world going on you know you got to find some way to keep yourself calm keep yourself sane and for many of us that are listening that's video games so you know depending no matter what game it is people might hate on it as long as you enjoy it you have fun that's what's important you started streaming this year that I did. You know, I don't do it quite as often as I should, and I will be the first to admit that, but I am definitely trying to get better about it, definitely trying to get more streams going, and, uh, you know, just hopefully putting out the content that people want to see, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not for me. I'm not streaming for myself. I'm streaming because uh, I want other people to have that conversation, see someone else playing a game, maybe make friends in the chat, maybe make friends with me. Who knows? You know, it's all about playing games together and having fun together. Very, very true. I I've debated streaming. I I have have my Twitch login. I have everything. I've I've debated. I've just never gotten around to it. I feel like I feel like I spend enough time doing work for this on top of actually wanting to play video games and streaming would be something more to add. But I also feel that maybe there's a place to stream while I'm doing this stuff that people would want to interact with and i i don't i honestly don't know where the middle ground is we'll have to figure it out sometime but um so we did a lot of stuff this year what what would you say was your so i mentioned that my hidden gem for the year was uh man eater the shark game what was your hidden gem for the year you know, that's a tough one, because with the way that I am, I get into a game and it kind of consumes me for a long time, and that's kind of all that I really want to do. So trying to pick just one, even just one that I just really enjoyed that was unexpected, however you want to say, it's it's very difficult to pick, because, you know, all the games I put my hours into, I put hours into because I really enjoyed them. So I don't really know how I'd answer that one, though I will say that for the simplicity, Seven Days to Die starting out the year was a phenomenal one. I'd heard about it for a long time, and it was just one of those ones that's completely different than anything. You know, you played State of Decay, you played Left 4 Dead, and it just added so much more to the game style. It was a little bit of building like our Ark or Terraria, or uh, if for those that play Minecraft, it had those aspects of it, but it had the zombie with the the zombies similar to left for dead or state of decay and you know it was just a lot of fun going around exploring surviving that is that's true very very true i think i really enjoyed seven days to die i had played it early early on alpha like 0.1 or 0.2 alpha and i couldn't get into it and so i think i was a little hesitant to join you that time around 
but uh, I'm glad I did because that one turned out a lot of fun. We we had a whole lot of fun. We had a whole lot of fun. You know, and Absolutely. I got I got I got I got to play with you guys and then play with your group of friends and now we all kind of game together more frequently and and that that was that was a nice introduction to everything. So, absolutely. I would agree. So, so okay, so that was your that was so I guess 7 Days of Die was your hidden gem. What was your biggest disappointment gaming-wise this year? And it doesn't have to be, I mean it can be something you played, it can be something that you didn't play it, just in general. What do you think your biggest disappointment was in terms of gaming? Uh that is such a difficult question. Oh man, that's what we here on the a trip down memory car lane podcast. We only ask the difficult questions. Got to got to get those hard hitting ones in. That we do. I got to look through and see. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you mine right off the bat. What you think about it? I I didn't jump at it because I had a feeling, but my biggest disappointment was definitely the launch of Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk is an uh, aesthetic that I'm in love with. I love movies that are uh, part of Cyberpunk, like Blade Runner. Um, I just have always really liked that aesthetic and that world and was very excited to find a video game built in it made by CD Projekt Red, who, I mean, they make excellent games. We're going to argue now over that, but they make excellent games. And so I bought into all the hype for Cyberpunk. Now, with that being said, I'm not the kind of person that typically adopts games or systems on day one. I, I just don't. I don't. Part of it's because I'm cheap, and I feel that if I buy the game a year later when it's 30 bucks, I get the same experience as if I bought it on day one when it was 60 Probably a better experience, to be honest with you, because at that point they've worked out all the bugs and, and, and figured all that, that mess out. And so I am not a day of adopter. Typically, I am, I belong to the patient gamers. What what? But I still can't help but be a little disappointed by how the game, how the game, I mean, by the launch of it. I wouldn't say it's a complete failure, but it is disappointing the way it was handled. But that's neither here nor there. So, right, you are, Dave. Have no, you don't have any disappointing, no disappointments. You've had an absolutely stellar gaming year nothing has let you down i mean nothing that i can think of that i've played so obviously if it let me down it's so far out of my memory that i can't even think about it every game that i can think of that i've played this year i've really enjoyed maybe not my favorite games but i've definitely enjoyed the hell out of them we definitely are not the biggest fan of the new rocket league arena (laughs) yeah the new arena you know if, if not the entire game but that new arena it is god awful it is atrocious looking i'm not a fan of the music it's just it's an eyesore and ear sore oof so let's talk about rocket league for a second because rocket league is a big game for us it's arguably one excuse me it's arguably one of the games we put the most hours into and this was a big year for rocket league as it transitioned to a free-to-play game right right and how do you think that went? How do you think it would tell, tell me what you think about the how Rocket League has gone this like progressed this year? You know, I will say that at first I was definitely unimpressed. The some Epic Games made some changes that just didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. 
um, namely one of the ones being that they removed the option to quickly get into another match. Uh, you know, it was a simple press of a button before, and they changed it to where it wasn't, and that was extremely frustrating. However, I will say that the addition of the daily tournaments has been great, although there is still a huge number of Smurfs in the game. And before you say it, yes, there are a lot of people here who are going to say, no, you're not, you're not Smurfs, you're just bad. You know, I'll admit, I'm bad. I'm a low diamond, high plats at bat, you know, on a good day, I'm mid-diamond. I will still say that I'm playing against people who are way better than mid-diamonds in these tournaments and have no reason to be there. And, you know, I know that the publisher can't be to blame for that, the developers, the studio that owns it, whatever. It's just frustrating. You know, I play Siege a lot, and daily you get 20, 30, 40, depending on how long you're on, hundreds of names popping up, banned by BattleEye. And you wish you could see the same. You really wish that you could see people that are griefing and causing problems for other players who are just trying to have a good time and be better getting punished for going in and just ruining your day. You know, it's it's not about being bad. It's just at the end of the day, you don't need to go in and kick the shit out of someone who's trying to learn and get to a point where you might have been years ago. You know, it, I just I can't understand that mentality. And it's frustrating. Yeah, Rocket League has a notoriously toxic player base i don't think it's as bad as we thought it was going to be when they went into free to play um but i do think that it shows itself more than some other games mostly because of the pacing of rocket league because you have time in between goals where people have the luxury of being toxic whereas i feel like in a lot of other games like uh like a call of duty for instance the action is is always fast and furious so people don't have a lot of time to be as toxic in the same manner. I'm not saying they're not, and there's still a whole lot of, you know, I banged your mom last night in some of those places, but I just think, I don't know, there's something about Rocket League that I feel like it's just, it's just toxic. And, and, and uh, yeah, it's just my opinion on it. So now there's no denying it. There's definitely a very toxic player base within the Rocket League community, you know, I mean, you're going to find it in a lot of games, and definitely people are going to say, oh, CSGO is the worst, or Rainbow Siege is the worst, or Tarkov is the worst, but, you know, it exists everywhere, and it's just unfortunate. It's, uh, uh, griefing just doesn't make sense to me, and, you know, maybe one of you griefers wants to give us the lowdown on why it's so fun for you, but I just don't see why it's, how it can be so much fun to just ruin someone else's day. Yeah, I've never understood that before either. Well, so no disappointments for the year. What has been the highlight of your gaming year? I think just the variety of different games to play. You know, I mean, I mentioned I've played games from as simple as Farming Simulator, Terraria, up through Escape from Tarkov. You know, it's a different varying levels of difficulty of involvement within the game, different genres. I think that it's just been one of those things that, you know, it's it's incredible just because you get so much variety. And yes, I've had variety in the past, but I've had definitely much more time with the pandemic this year to play and expand my horizons. You know, years ago, I never would have thought Farming Simulator would be one of my most played games of a year. Um, it blows should, my mind. We, or We should, we should, I don't know if anyone else wants to play, but we should all play through Stardew. You ever played Stardew Valley? I have not. It's, I think, if you like farming sim, I think you'd probably get a 
Um, I think you'd probably get a kick out of Stardew. I uh, I definitely get a kick out of Stardew. So, I let's see, gaming highlight. I just asked you, and I have to answer now. I think maybe Rocket League for me because I have put so much time into it and and practice a bunch. I I was a a solid gold player before, and not that I've made leaps and bounds, but I'm a mid to high plat player now. I'm plat three and most of my ranking lists uh in extra modes i'm a diamond so i mean i i my skill levels progressed a little bit i don't know if i have the patience for the mechanics required to go further but i've gone a little bit up that's been nice for sure and the varieties and the varieties been nice too i i've i've played a lot of a lot of games across all my platforms and that's been a whole lot of fun it's it's been nice and and I managed to get off my butt and start this podcast, which was an accomplishment for me. It had been something I'd wanted to do for a while and talked about and just never, never actually got up and done it and sucked it up and did it. And now here we are still recording after, you know, four months or so. So that's been nice. Absolutely. So that's a re- that's that's 2020 in review. Uh, what about 2021? What are you looking forward to next year? Uh, more of the same. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing the games that are in development, seeing where they go. Uh, you know, I I'm sure that there are games that are gonna be coming out that I will find a lot of enjoyment in, though I'm not too up and up on the releases. So. Don't ask me which ones, because I couldn't tell you. You know, that was going to be my next question, too. Yep, oh, you, you, you played Squadrons. Yes, Squadrons. Didn't even talk about Star Wars Squadrons. You played through that. Yeah, I played through the campaign. I did try a little bit of multiplayer, but playing single controller or single joystick, because I'm not really big on controller with the flight simulators. Um, it's just, it's very difficult for me. You know, it's definitely one of those games that you at least need a uh, hands-on throttle or a second uh, joystick to handle your lateral movements and your, you know, your six degrees of freedom with the movements. And being that with the release of Microsoft Flight Simulator this year, there have been back orders on the model of joystick that I use. So I have not been able to acquire a second one. And I've haven't put a lot of time into it because of it it's just very difficult to play competitively in those kind of games which you know squadrons is very competitive if you're not playing the campaign and it's difficult you're at a huge disadvantage to the people who either do have those kind of setups or really good on controller very true yeah i i i I still play most of them on controller though so there's nothing coming up that you know of that you're excited for I just really don't know too much of what's coming out, if I'm being honest with you. I'm excited for a new Halo, finally. I'm not going to lie. I think a new Halo would be real nice, and if if you get the multiplayer aspect down, that has the potential to be a lot of fun for a lot of people. We could Absolutely. Use a, we could use some good multiplayer Halo again. It's It's been a long time since we've all gotten wrapped up in that. So <laughs> That it has. I definitely know I've put plenty of hours into... Halo 2, 3, and 4 in the uh, the good old days. Well, what else would you like to add? I, I I guess before that, I should say I feel the same way aside from Halo. Uh, there's really nothing coming up. Uh, uh, 
the second Horizon, the new, the the Forbidden West, the next game in the Horizon series. I am excited for that one too. But aside from that, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know of any other games that are on my radar either. Just gonna keep playing more of the same and and start knocking out this this backlog, which is never gonna shrink. <laughs> no, it does not seem like it will. No, it's never gonna shrink at all. But but yeah, what else would you like to add? I think that's a good year of the end review. A little bit of a look ahead. Uh, what else would you like to add? You know, I I don't really have a whole lot. I you know I just look forward to seeing what all is going to come out, and look forward to hearing from everyone. You know, I'd love to know what games you found enjoyable this year. What games were disappointments? What you look forward to in the new years? You know. Maybe games on your radar or games that Dave and I would have a lot of enjoyment in and we could find out more about it. And who knows? Maybe you give us the idea. We'll put some words from you in our next episode. That is very, very true. Uh, Anything from you, Dave? I, you know, no, there's really nothing. I'm looking forward to doing more of the same. I've been really hard at work the lately trying to do some behind the scenes stuff to bring more to the podcast, but I'm really not ready to talk about any of that. Uh in and you know, with some specificity. So there's some stuff coming that you should be excited for, but I can't tell you what it is yet. That's, Very that's, secretive, Dave. Yes, that's that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my shit together, I promise. Um, and that's gonna benefit everybody. I'll see it when Definitely I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But um, yeah, that's that that's that. I guess before he does, because he always does it, I would like to say thank you. If you're listening, if you've been listening you know, if it's your first time or if you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you. It may not seem like it, but, you know, this hour that we spend per week on this podcast requires a little bit of time behind the scenes. And it's nice when people are benefiting from the time we put into this. So, yeah. Rob, how about yours? Well, Dave hit it pretty well in the head, you know. Thank you all. Doesn't matter if you're a long-time listener, first-time listener, future listener, whatever it may be. Without you guys, we'd still be here, still just talking to ourselves. But it's a hell of a lot more fun knowing that there are people out there hopefully enjoying what we're putting out. So keep listening and reach out to us sometime. Let us know what you think. So, Dave, if they want to do that, how can they reach out to that's, us? That's it. Good transition, Rob. Good transition. Uh, so we have a website, www.memorycardlane.com. Uh, on memorycardlane.com, there are various things you can find. Uh, if you'd like to interact with us, there is a link to our Discord where you can join our podcast community and interact with us or other members of our community. And, you know, give us your opinion and your stories and so on and so forth. You can find show notes. I will post some links uh, since there's not a whole lot of research. Usually it's the research I do on the games we're talking about. But since there's no real research for this week, 
I'll probably post links to a few of the games that we talked about, like our highlights of the year, just a just a few smidgens of them. I don't I don't need to. We just talked about a whole lot of games by name. I don't need to post links for all of them. Y'all know how to find games. Um, you can find little biographies about Rob and I, well, me, and you can find a picture of Rob. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go to our website and find out. And you can find all of our previous episodes. If you've never listened to us, any of our old episodes, I would highly suggest going back and checking out some of our old content. With that being said, you can also listen to our podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And if you never have done so, we would greatly appreciate if you would give us a thumbs up or rate us and leave some comments and let us know how we're doing. Stuff like that really helps us to mold and shape our podcast and helps other people, you know, join the community as well. Did I, did I miss anything there, Rob Rob? No, Dave Dave. I think you hit it on the head head. One other thing that you can find on our website www.memorycardlane.com are links to our social media i myself can be found on twitter at david underscore is underscore wrong and rob as we talked about your streaming these days where can people watch you stream i can be found streaming on twitch.tv forward slash f-a-t-b-o-i-r-i-p-z And moving forward, I'm definitely putting a little more time and uh, investing more into those streams. So some quality content, or at least what I hope will be quality content, should be coming your way. So give me a follow. Turn on those notifications for both the podcast and for the streams. Reach out and let's get to be friends. You know, love to talk to more people. Content can't be there without friends. So come in, stop by, say hi. Very, very true. So... I guess before I I call us out, is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, just got to say, it's been a phenomenal start to this. And, you know, this isn't the end by any means. It's definitely the start of many more episodes to come. And we look forward to hearing, you know, I I say it every time. We look forward to hearing from you. We want to hear from you. We just look forward to it all. Did I I imply that it was the end? No, not at all. I just, you know, it's just one of those things I have to make sure that I put it out there, that it's not the end. Because, you know, some people might say, oh, it's the end of the year. He's talking like this. it's been a good run. That that could be the end. But, you know, it's not. It's not meant to be. It's the start. It's just a continuation. And we're going to keep going at it. And, you know, even when the content gets dry, that's where you guys come in. You help us spice it up. Well said. Well, that'll wrap it up for our 2020 year in review. We'll be back again next week with something else i'm not going to lie the first week of january is a little they don't release a whole lot of video games on the first week of january and i haven't yet found something i'm in love with to talk about but i will pull it together and i will figure it out and we will have an episode for next week i can promise you that and yeah that's that's what i have so We're going to talk about a surprise game. That'll be it. Surprise. So I hope you'll join us again next week as we take another trip down memory card lane.